0: How health is a key component of all of it from the highs to the lows we get into it from fitness to mental health to aspirational careers get ready to be inspired also we don't hold back there might be swearing there's definitely going to be some laughing and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life to live your healthiest hot life Hi everybody, I have a very important question for you. Have you ever heard of soul sex? Yeah, so I hadn't either until I spoke with Ryan Haddon, who is a certified life coach, a hypnotherapist, a spiritual mentor, a meditation teacher, and a writer. Ryan helps women all over the world heal from toxic relationships, eating disorders, codependence, low self-esteem, and ultimately a lack of self-love. She found her own life purpose through service to others by meeting her clients right where they are in their process, gently urging them to move closer to who they were always meant to be. She's also a contributing health and wellness writer for Courtney Kardashian, yeah, that Courtney, on her website, poosh.com, exploring topics in health and wellness, And today we explore many, many topics of health and wellness, including her story, which is really beautiful and inspiring. And we talk about, yeah, soul sex, but we also talk about the most important relationship in your life and what hypnotherapy is all about. Enjoy and hope you are all staying safe during these really weird, unprecedented times. Sending lots of love, enjoy. We are recording a very special episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast with Ryan Haddon, who's coming to us all the way from Pennsylvania, my very first guest from Pennsylvania. Thank you for being here and doing this on IG Live. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. Hi, everyone. Well, before we dive into it, I think that you should introduce yourself to everybody who's tuning in right now and who will eventually listen to this podcast and also to everybody who's hanging out with us on Instagram. Cool. So, my name is Ryan Haddon. I am a certified life coach. I'm a hypnotherapist and a spiritual mentor. I currently write for Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle website, Poosh, and I'm their in house life coach. So, I get thrown all kinds of topics to write about, like self soothing, how to get out of a funk, how to do a tech detox, which many of you guys need to worry about at this time. This is how we're staying connected. But, there, you know, that moment when you just have that scroll hangover, those sorts of things. So I, any, anything like that about conscious relationships, I've even written an article that you, that you noticed called Soul Sex. And so how do you have a conscious relationship with anyone in your life? But then also how do you have a conscious relationship in the bedroom? What does that look like? And how does that translate? So we're, you know, figuring out ways to be our best self in all areas of our life. And that's um, I mean, what you, I write about. You just threw so much at us. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, just your certifications alone, like certified health coach, certified meditation teacher, certified hypnotherapist. I have so many questions. And for everyone who heard her say soul sex, yep, you definitely heard that. And we will get to it because I have no idea what soul sex is. But sex is a part of health. Our sexual health is a big part of it. So we will get there. But I, I, you know, when I was doing my research on you, I found your story so inspiring that, wow. you know, in order for you to get to where you are now, I mean, it was quite a journey. And I feel like uh, when I was reading your bio, you know, kind of starts off at 17, you went to India, and from there, life took a big trajectory. So, can you take us back to that time, you know, when you were a teenager? Well, and most teenagers well, think that- of like, where am I going to go? I don't know. What movie am I going to see with my friends this weekend? Like what kind of homework do I have? And here you are a teenager. And all of a sudden life takes you from the States and brings you all the way to India. Yeah, that was, that was not something I had planned. (laughs) And that's usually how the best things in life sometimes happen that way. And it really came out of, um, kind of a tragedy, if you will. My, um, Stepfather passed away when I was in, uh, 15 years old suddenly, and it plunged me into I was just a normal teenager, like guys and popularity and grades. It was just like, that was my whole world. And I really hadn't had any spiritual, I wasn't raised religious or spiritual or, you know, I had a connection with nature, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't anything that I turned to. And then, so I had, when, when my dad died, it put me in that questioning position, which was sort of his parting gift to me which is the big question that everyone should be asking. Why am I here? What am I doing here? What's my purpose for being here? And um, how can I create meaning in my life? So those were sort of, it's sort of it's, sort of percolating, those sort of ideas and what that does when you start asking those questions, I feel like the universe wants to answer. It waits to get us into that that spot where we've tried everything else and then there must be something else. There must be something else. So, So anyway, at that age, at 15, it cut to 17, where I met a meditation teacher, and I just really took to meditation, and I had a really busy mind, and I was really um, just your average teenager, and it really, I found that when I meditated with this teacher, I was able to drop into a place of silence within myself, and that felt really delicious, so um, she was from India, so I went off to India with, with her, and lived in an ashram, and became you know, uh, uh, someone who lives in an ashram, and that sort of really was not part of the plan, but I loved it, and when I was there, I took my GEDs in what is now Mumbai, and I took my SATs, and then I came back to go to college back in Austin, but that's, that's how that unfolded. Wow, I obviously had no idea that that was the catalyst for you going to India. I'm so sorry for your loss. I, I really didn't know that that's where that story was going. So I apologize if no, me asking. that was a difficult so answer, excited. but my no, heart. No, it's so a part of my, my story. It's like, like I said, I, it, it really was one of those blessings that come out of something that at the time, you know what I mean? You can't quite make sense of, but I, everything is, there's a purpose and there's a reason you know, we are all only here for a finite period of time. So it's just part of the fabric of being alive. That's those things are going to happen. We're going to lose people. Part of the deal. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to find meditation in a time of darkness and sorrow and grief, and that it was able to bring you some light and that this, this teacher came into your life and essentially brought you on a different path. I mean, Totally. That's, that's mind-blowing to me that as and especially if I think back even just a couple of years meditation wasn't this trendy word or this accepted practice the way that it is now so I mean back then at the fact that you were able to cross paths with someone like that and you felt drawn to it and you felt curious enough yes, to go all my friends that? thought I was they thought I lost my mind it was just not I mean this is back in the 80s I don't even think you were born yet, Chloe. That's very possible. Um, <laughs> hey, but, um, I was born in 1988. I'll have you know. <laughs> okay, okay. So it was actually right around. That was the year. It was 88. Yeah. So um, there you have it, and that's um, that's where that that whole journey took me there. But that doesn't mean like just because I found that meditation didn't mean like I had a golden path laid out in front of me. And we can, as we continue this story, you'll see there were moments of darkness that still came. Like that's the thing about meditation; yeah. it doesn't preclude you from Uh, having to walk through dark nights of the soul, but it definitely eases the burden. So I will say that that's been a companion that I've always been able to lean into, which is why, you know, as a life coach, I like to teach that to all my clients. And that's why I got my certification to make sure that you always have that. No matter what's going on in your life, there's a place you can go to where you can drop into that stillness. And meditation is one of those beautiful things that's free, You know what I mean? Like it's this tool that you can have in your toolbox and of course you can go to classes, of course you can sign up for online courses if you're lucky enough and you go to India and you get certified, amazing, but if you have none of those resources at your disposal, meditation is still accessible to every single person on this planet, no matter where they come from, or what's in their bank accounts or what their story is. It's just this, it's this resource that we all have at our fingertips. We just have to be open minded enough to dip our toes into it, start with a couple minutes, and then maybe grow from there. And I think that's, so my favorite thing about meditation, I'm still very renew. It's as you can see in this video, I have a hard time sitting still. So meditating is a serious struggle. But um, I love that your experience in India, you know, got you to be certified because I imagine, like you said, this is something that you teach all your clients as a health coach. It's just like this little extra little gold star you can put on their on their toolbox when they need to dig deep. Oh, well, for sure. And if you're going to be doing the work that I do also with hypnosis, we're going to be uncovering things. We're going to be looking into your subconscious mind, figuring out what is holding you back. What are some of the the ways in which you hide? What are some of the programming that's not helping you move into um, the best version of you? So these things are going to get stirred up a little bit, and you better have a meditation practice in place so that as things as triggers come up to heal, as as um, we are working together in this really sacred container of figuring out where you're afraid or where you're um, not stepping up in your life, where those parts of where there's holdings that meditation can actually help that move along in a really fluid way, and um, it just all works well together. That's why I asked my clients to start a meditation practice first session. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so meditation was this kind of this first little nugget that you bit into. Was hypnotherapy the next one, and how much time was there between those no. two discoveries? So I, um, I did, the, the hypnosis was many years later when I actually turned to hypnosis for myself when I went through one of those moments where I had to renegotiate my entire life. I was in a divorce and I had small kids and I was like, who, who was I in relation to my social uh, group that I was in? Everything around me started crumbling. And those mm-hmm. are incredible moments that happen. They feel like, but they're incredible moments. When you have to reassemble your life, you get to re- it's an opportunity. You get to reassemble your life from the ground up by making a solid foundation. And from there, I knew I didn't have the tools to do that. I mean, you talk about meditation, how it, can, it creates this space that you can take it to the mat and get still. But there's times to lean into the professionals. There's times to really go and say, I need to unpack all this and I'm scared to do it by myself. And so I went to a hypnotherapist and I knew that my subconscious mind was kind of running point on old ideas. That's like old programming that I would have consciously. I'd be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this. I want to be excited about getting this new job and, you know, co-parenting with my ex, like all these different things. But then I'd have this fear programming that would come up and I knew enough. because I'd read some books on the subconscious that my subconscious was hijacking my conscious mind. And that's why I wasn't able to make forward progress. So I went to this hypnotherapist and I moved through so much I unpacked so many things for my childhood. I unpacked so many things in a really fast period of time. Then it felt, it felt similar to the meditation and that when you work with hypnotherapists, they guide you through, um, like, it's like, it feels like a very deep meditation, a guided meditation. And all of a sudden I started noticing in my life where I wasn't as reactive. Something would happen. Mm-hmm. Someone would say something. And normally I would, I would notice I would have, you know, felt, contraction or i would have felt anger i would have felt reactivity around it i found myself being just coming from a place of stillness and being able to choose my response to things wow i felt like that buffer that she had what working on in in our hypnosis sessions so i said to myself then i want to learn how to do this i want to help people do this so here i was like sort of building through experientially what had worked for me i knew meditation worked i knew um hypnosis worked and then i was mentoring these other women these women in the um drugs and recovery that sort of world and i started mentoring these women and helping them rebuild their lives in that world because i myself had walked through it and from doing that i realized wow well, this coaching piece makes sense now and so that's how i folded that in also i mean so that is a modalities. serious trifecta <laughs> I mean, that is just like, I just imagine like a beautiful equilateral triangle of like these skills that you can draw on and all these life experiences and the fact that, I mean, it feels like every decision you've made has come from a place where you yourself were struggling with something and then you had to figure your way out and figure your way through it. And then you basically looked at that as an opportunity to help other people, which is the most beautiful thing in the world, Brian. that you choose to do this every single day. Uh, I have never been to a hypnotherapist. If I were to go like, what is that experience like? Like what is actually happening? I'm so new to this concept of hypnotherapy. I have of course, have heard about it. But beyond kind of reading a headline, or knowing that it exists, like that's kind of where my knowledge ends. And I'm so fascinated to hear more about how we can unlock our subconscious mind. Because I was reading that like, so, so much of what happens in our, in our brain is of subconscious nature. It is. So I'm going to say a number now that's going to stagger you is that 95% of your life is run by your subconscious mind. Right? What? (laughs) I know, I know. So, what that means is that it's all the programming that's under the surface, and you pick it up from the ages of zero to seven years old. It makes sense. That's the time when you arrive on the planet and you're like, what do I need to know to survive? So, understanding Mm -hmm. that that's why the subconscious is there is to keep you safe. So, you pick up everything you need to know from zero to seven, as far as like safety, security, survival, love, all of that. And so, the subconscious mind holds. All your memories your imagination and all your emotions and it's surrounded by the autonomic nervous system which is the components of all the chemicals in your body so if you need um you know so that your body when it has a memory or it has, it's perceiving something as it's you know that's why it, it runs point that it's checking life like what's happening right now what do I need to do how do I keep her safe why do we want fight and flight what do we got to do and then it floods your body with adrenaline So that's, and, but at a lot of times from zero to seven and you're walking through life with a zero to seven year old's perception of those things, that's not always accurate as an adult. It's not always useful. It's handy to keep you alive, but it's not always in your best and highest interest. Certainly if you're on the spiritual path, because we want to come from this place of knowing I'm okay. Everything's okay. I I turn my life over. Like I surrender, like all these other things. Then you have the subconscious, which is like, I got this. And you're like, no, you don't sit down. But it's, you, (laughs) it's. really, right? So you really can really run point. So the great thing that you can do it through prayer, you can work with your subconscious through prayer, you can work with your subconscious through um, uh, just washing your thoughts and replacing thoughts, noticing how you're in fear, noticing how these habitual thought patterns come up for yourself. So you can do that. You don't have to go to a hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. to be able to make strides with your subconscious mind. Just want to say that um, we're not the linchpin in the subconscious for everybody. But it is helpful and it is, you know, something that's unbelievably effective. The thing about hypnosis is that the most hypnosis people have seen is staged hypnosis. And it's a little yeah. terrifying, right? Because you can you see people behave in ways that are um, maybe not favorable, like a ch- act like a chicken mm. or behave foolishly. And so it, gives, it can give a bad rap to what hypnosis actually is and what it feels yeah. like is going into your greatest most delicious meditation where basically I'll describe this one part is that we have four um brainwave activity levels. Right now you and I are conscious, we're talking in data. So it's a very fast yeah. brainwave activity at um activity levels. Right below that is alpha, below that's theta, and delta sleep. So you you know this is very familiar and all of yeah. us are going up and down between these levels all day long, right? On all day long. When we go to sleep at night, we wake up in the morning. So when you go into meditation, you dip probably right below beta, which is what we're in now. That's probably the alpha state. When you're in hypnosis, we're trying to get you into the theta state. Why? Because the theta state is when the subconscious is the most impressionable. It's like a gateway Mm -hmm. to reprogram, to upload new ideas to it. And from zero to seven, I'll go back to that time range. Children are, are in theta state. So that's why they're constantly absorbing and picking up new ideas. So a hypnotherapist kind of drops you into that theta state and um, that's when we can say, we can make new suggestions. Wow. Like, Hey, guess what? You're safe. You're loved. You're good. What, everything you want's coming. Like we just make those really um, and very specific. things. it's also how you can uh, renegotiate addictions and phobias. Wow. And fears. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, get pretty. So you can, you've, you've seen people work through a variety of, uh, um, issues in their life that are concerning them, whether it's childhood trauma, you mentioned addiction. What yeah. are some of the other things that you've seen? I have some cool things therapy things really have an impact. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Um, uh, I worked with a woman um, like last year. It was She came to me because she had an inordinate fear of water. And she couldn't, she started was taking lessons. She was working with instructors and she couldn't get past this fear. She'd get in up to her waist and she'd feel like a, a panic come over her i have to go to the side of the water. And she's like, she lived in Miami and she's saying, this is really impacting my life. I want to swim in the ocean. So we did um, a hypnosis session and then I didn't hear from her for a while. And I was thinking, hmm, wonder what's going on. And then we checked in and she's like, guess what? I'm swimming in the ocean every day. I've been swimming. I love it. I have zero fear. I have no panic that comes up anymore. So what we did is we made a suggestion to her subconscious to enjoy the water, to feel safe in the water. And it is unusual to have that happen in one session. Usually, it takes a few. Um, so I think <laughs> she was just. I, think, I know. Right? I think she was just ready. She, that you know, yeah. truly, it's, you have to, to It's to the degree that you allow the 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 hypnosis to work. The hypnotherapist can only do mm. so much. We're not magicians, but it's the degree the degree that you give permission to allow yourself to drop into that state. Just like how you can feel when you meditate. Sometimes the mind's fighting. It's the same mm. thing. Usually, good meditators are great um for for hypnosis clients for me I usually always ask when I find out oh great you're a a meditator that's great it always helps because it feels familiar um to them going into that space of quiet but not it must be such it must be such a vulnerable experience to go as a client and to go see someone and be willing to open up your subconscious to try to unravel some of the, the negative narratives that might be existing there to try to build up something more positive. I mean, you are basically just like exposing all of you in that type of session in the hopes that something good can come from it. But I just, I'm trying to imagine it doing that myself and just fully relinquishing control and being okay with the subconscious taking over. And like, I don't know if I have the courage to do it. Okay, let me first a sec- so it starts, it's like coaching. So we sit together and we're coaching together. So I know I'm t- you're telling me your story, you're telling me your secret. So that's the, fr- that's the biggest leap of faith. If anyone working mm-hmm. with a coach, they're just saying, look, I'm afraid of this. I've tried this. This doesn't work. This is where I'm holding my fear. This is my projection. Like, so that's the first stage of it. So we get to know each other. So it's not like you walk in, I'm like, yeah, close your eyes and let's go. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, we're building a rapport, you know, and there's a safety there. There's a, there's a relationship there. But again, I'm going to emphasize to you, I can't take you deeper than you're willing to go. So it's not like this vulnerable thing. I can't, I'm not going to be extracting secrets from you from that place. We've already covered that in our sessions together in our coaching sessions before we drop into hypnosis. So you know what I'm going to be talking about. This is what you're going to tell me. This is what I feel like I'm bumping up into in my day-to-day life. And then I'm going to put you in this meditative state. You're absolutely aware of your thoughts. You know exactly what's going on. In fact, Chloe, I'm going to invite you. On Sundays, I am. I did one last Sunday. I'm going to do them every Sunday from here on. They're free um, half-hour hypnosis session that's live on wow. Sundays. Wow. And so I'll, I'll say, send you that link so you have it. I but love I that. Time. Everyone who's trying to soothe their own mind, to be able to soothe at the deepest level of being, at the subconscious level, is unbelievably helpful. So you can try it out, Chloe. Be brave. I would no, love that. We'll actually... Speaking of soothing, because we're living in a very interesting time, Mm -hmm. a time where, you know, anxieties are running high, a lot of people are concerned about their financial well-being, Uh, a large population of individuals are concerned about their physical well-being with everything that's going on with COVID-19. It's a time of high stress and high fear. And, you know, you mentioned soothing. And I was wondering if you could illuminate some ways that we can learn to self-soothe during this difficult time, you know, if we don't have access to uh professionals that we can Skype with or join in on an IG live with, like what are some things we can do for ourselves? Well, I think, you know, everyone has the catchphrase of self-care. And I think all of that's good. The facials, the baths and all of that. That's really great. But I think do all that, do all of that. You know, get your do your nails, do all the things that you need to do so you feel good about how you how you, you feel in your body, right? And so then the, the next stage of that would be taking care of your mind, your mental hygiene. You know, what are you thinking? So journaling every day is a great thing. I mean, these things are just things that we hear talked about, but I can't emphasize enough because it's those recycled thoughts over and over and over that create neural pathways in your brain of fear, anxiety, worry, stress. So you really want to make sure that you're having an outlet for it. Take a look at it. What are you marinating in? What's your mental you know, what's that soup that you're, what are the ingredients in that? So, write them down. If you wake up in the morning and just start writing, see where you're at, see what you're bringing to the table in your day. That's a really great way to self soothe because you are showing up for you. And that's the ultimate self care. That's what self care is supposed to be. And then I like to say to people, you know, at this time, you could really numb out. You could like Netflix and chill and Ben and Jerry. You could do all that and really just take space up and, and get to the other side of this. Or you could allow this time to really have its way with you and become that person that you couldn't be because you were so caught up in everything in the world, all the demands of the world, who you needed to be, you know, to show up in the world. So what are the things that you want to do for you? That's the self-soothing practice. Write down hobbies that you've always wanted to do. Is it knitting? Is it making jewelry? I don't know. These are ways that we can move into being. These are doing ways we can move into being. Yes, closet arranging is great. And you're going to get through that by the time you, you're, you know, drawers i'm sure everyone's going to run through that and then what's next how can you self-soothe through something creative that would be something else i would say of, of figuring out what how to do that and then we talked about the meditation that's the ultimate you know i love tapping i'm a huge fan of um emotional freedom technique i did um they just had a summit um it's incredible there's an um emotional freedom technique app that you can download i think it's called the tapping solution and they will run you through all different ways it goes through different meridians in your body that's a great way to self-soothe while repeating phrases so it's using you know Chinese acupuncture and uh, modern psychology and it's mounding the two together so I teach clients Mm. that it's a beautiful way in the moment when you're triggered when you're feeling that fight and flight happening move move right go into that app and um, I'm I'm not connected to them they're just friends of mine but they it's so fantastic and they'll have a and um, a meditation that'll take you right through exactly what you're going through in that moment. So that's wow. a great resource. So I'd say tapping is a way to self-soothe. And I needed not- that last night because I did not sleep at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Every single
0: hour on the hour I was staring at the clock and I couldn't get my mind to slow down. We needed to have this conversation yesterday, Ryan. <laughs> well, call me when you get, when you get excited about doing <laughs> hypnosis, that could be our first session. About insomnia, about relaxing before you go to sleep. A lot of times, I'll record a um, a session for clients, and then they'll listen to it right before they go to sleep. And so I sort of walk them through to get to sleep. Now is the time to just rest. Now is the time to, you know, let your mind go. Let's put all the thoughts in these different jars. And like it's so there's it there's so many ways to work with things like that because these are common these are common um, issues that people have. Yeah. not in a, not even during this very stressful time for most. So it's good to yeah, right. lean on all those resources. I think, look, this is, this is not, no one wants to be in this current state, but if we are going to be in it, I think we should try to find the light in it. And I love that you suggested like digging deep and trying to think like, what are some hobbies you've been wanting to do? You know, just like fill your time with things that bring you joy, that push you, that expand your mind. Or if you do need to numb out for a day, do it. But yeah. next day, try to get up and do something because, like, this will hopefully never happen again. Having all of this time, this forced time to confine with ourselves, and that's why I'm I'm so grateful that you're doing this podcast with me in this way because um I what I've been lacking the most throughout this self isolation is connection, is social connection, is feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that warmth, that human energy when you've got people around you, that collective kind of vibe that exists. But I found that connecting over, you know, Instagram Live or different platforms does kind of give me like a little bit of it, and it makes me appreciate it so much. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah. those are amazing self soothing techniques that we should take right now, but then also for the rest of our lives. Like I think we should be able to to have a couple little things in our back pocket when things get tricky. So we've talked about meditation, we've talked about hypnotherapy, and then in addition to being a meditation teacher, a hypnotherapist, you also have certifications as spiritual coach and as a life coach? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely do because I think those are important ways to help people unpack where they are not everyone's going to be open to hypnosis, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, it's not it's so I wanted to make sure I had whatever whatever you have bring it here and let's unpack it together let let me have the skills to be able to do that so that's why that's what are some of the what are some of the common concerns people have when they come to you well this is what I this is my theory people come to me for all sorts of things they can be in a moment of transition in their life not knowing what they want to do next they can be looking for purpose I have you know, um, women who are, I just was off the phone this morning. I have a 15 year old client that I work with that I have been working with for a while who had some social media bullying that happened and she really lost her footing in her life and went into a depression. And it was so we we've been working together for a while, but it's, um, it can be really anything that you can be in a moment where you know that you don't have the answers for what's next. So that can be, Relationships changing. It can be, you know, a transition at work. It can be finding your purpose. It can be, you know, I have people coming saying I want to have a relationship with something greater, and I don't know how to do it. Can you show me? You know, so I, those are, it comes for all different reasons, but ultimately, what is always the same reason is like, let's look at your relationship to yourself. Everything else will be fine if we can work on the relationship you have with yourself. How do you feel about living with you? And if we can start to figure that out and then we fold in the meditation and we figure out what blocks you have under there, what are you saying to yourself on a daily basis? And so you guys can do this, whoever's listening in, like write out in a day, how you speak to yourself in a day. What, what are the 10 things you, you say to yourself every day that's not loving, that's not kind? What are those things? Hey, Emma. Um, what are those things that are there that you find yourself, on a daily basis write them out because that's who you're living with that's your that's your best friend that's talking to you like your are you know what I mean so that's yeah. you want to figure out what that relationship is and from there then we can find your purpose then we can find how you can show up in your life in your career in your relationship in finding a relationship you know because we pull in how we feel about ourselves that is a, there's a direct connection that's how we manifest all our experiences in our life our relationship begins with our relationship with us so I I love that it does come back to us it definitely puts the responsibility on our shoulders Mm -hmm. to to find a way to be able to look in the mirror and say you are awesome you are worthy you are great you are a work in progress and that is okay but so many of us speak to ourselves in such a negative light it's like it's, it's unbelievable sometimes the thoughts that go through my mind. And I'm like, you wouldn't say that to anybody. And here okay. you are saying it to yourself. Yes. And I think it's interesting that with, you know, all the experience that you have, that you do find this common connection with the fact that it comes with the relationship we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. but the journey to self love and to self acceptance and to self care is it's a hard and bumpy one so you know for anyone that's listening that thinks okay this is the day this is the day where i'm going to take a step in the right direction and really try to appreciate myself for who i am what would you say is is like a wholesome holistic first step because it's very intimidating the journey of self care and self love and self acceptance well i think the first thing i'd say is just to really Repeat to yourself that there's nothing else. There's no one else out there. It's you. There's no relationship that's gonna fill that hole. There's no child. There's no job. There's no number in a bank account. So it's really just, first of all, eliminating and saying, you know, that de- that delusion that I have that if I just get the guy, if my husband would just do this, if my kids would just behave, or if I could just have a baby, or if I could just get all those things, they add to it. But they're not gonna they're not gonna give you that feeling that you want. It starts with you. It starts mm-hmm. with curating this friendship, okay? And so it's one thing to say these affirmations. So I'm not sitting there and just saying, it's all about the affirmation. It's not. That's that's great. If you start your day and you say, you're amazing, you're powerful, you can do it, girl. That's great. But it's during the day when your your guards down. What next? you if you see yourself in the mirror and you walk by, like what do you see? Like, how do you if you fuck up, like what, how do you, how do you allow that? How do you, where does it, where does the perfectionism show up? Where does the contraction, the tightness show up, the intolerance? And so those are the part, that's where the growth happens in that part. Not so much when you start the day, which is great to create a set point when you begin your day and keep positive and also when you go to sleep, but it's throughout the day and see if you can find those repetitive thought processes that are under the surface like that, because I guarantee you. That is how you truly feel about you. Oh, and that's our damn subconscious taking over again. We got <laughs> to hear it and we got to nip it in the bud and put it in the right direction. Um, I have been waiting and pining to ask you about soul sex this whole time. I wanted to hear your story and share tips. But the inner curious George in me is dying to know what soul sex is and why we should all step up and give a shit about it okay so funny you're probably thinking i'm gonna be like do this position and that position and get in the wheelbarrow and like no not that that's not me there are people that teach that and it's not me um again so this is gonna just fold in nicely with the conversation we were just having is that when we certainly i don't know how many women are tuning in because i'm going to talk from a woman's perspective you know, so many times we are so groomed in our culture to be available, you know, how we look, how it's, how this is unfolding, how we're being viewed from the outside in for our partner, right? So it's, again, knowing that the solution is not outside of us, right? It's not what he's doing, because you know what he could be doing, he could have a great technique, he could be right there and have all everything like this, but if we're not right with ourselves, it ain't happening. You know we're not going to mm-hmm. be present. We're doing a laundry list. We're like, okay, got that. Check. We're typically checked out. So it's it's bringing yourself into full presence, right? That's what meditation. So that's everything I'm talking about. So meditation. So let's bring that all those concepts into the bedroom. And so what that looks like is being with yourself while you're be- while that intimacy is unfolding. It's breathing. Everything happens through breath. You know that from meditation. How do we access and pass drop past the thoughts through breath work? So. Before you guys engage, before you get to come together in that beautiful way that you do, you I want you to just check in with yourself and start to breathe. Three deep breaths and just and just watch your breath as it's unfolding. Stay with you. Don't come outside of your body, stay within yourself. And then as things are rolling and those, and then things are, you know, as it's progressing, I'm you stay, I keep this PG, as it's all progressing. It's just to notice in your body as energy is building in your body, to notice at the base of your spine is where we hold all our spiritual energy. This is everybody. It's called the kundalini energy, and it's coiled at the base of the spine. Kundalini is the snake, right? So that's where the, the energy, and it flows up through the spine, and we do that through spiritual practices, right? We're, we know that by clearing chakras. I'm sure everyone's mm-hmm. clearing chakras. It's energy, energy centers in the body, and there are seven of them. So we're trying to rise the kundalini up. And as we do that, we elevate our spiritual state. So it's the same in the bedroom. So I'd like you to imagine as you're doing this breathing and as the energy is building with your partner, to imagine this energy building up, going up through your spine, up through your chakras. And if you know what they are, you know the colors of them, visualize them and stay with your breath, stay with your breath, stay with your breath. See where that takes you. And I'd like to hear how <laughs> that goes for you. Is but it's Keeping the focus on you and your experience, Hmm. and that's everywhere, in the bedroom, in the boardroom, in your meditation mat, with your children, stay in presence with you, so it's about cohesion. I love it. I love it. I love that you bring your practice even into a place like the bedroom, and you still remind Women, because you primarily work with women, that they have to focus on themselves in there. They have to be present with themselves in order to be present with their partner. I think that's, yeah, I I love it. It's not selfish. It's not about like, I'm taking what I need from this. That is the ultimate, and your partner will feel that when you're present in that way. You're not checked out in your mind. You're not, you know, um, it's not selfish. It's beautiful. It's about, we always want to be in presence. That's always the goal, right? Because then, you know, the subconscious mind is taking us into the past all the time, or we're future tripping in the future, or we're like living somewhere that doesn't either exists. All that exists is now. Everyone knows about the power of now. So that's, that's what that, that's what that conscious soul sex is. It's about bringing total presence, radical presence to yourself. And in, in so doing, it'll, the couple spilleth over into your partner. Bring that presence when you're sitting playing breathing Legos with your kids try to just even then breathe breathe then mm-hmm. just bring yourself into that moment feel just your senses bring yourself that's what mindfulness is about and when it goes about that word but that's really the gist of it sex. So I'm, sex. I'm so I'm sold excited I could ask you so many darn questions but time is going by quickly so I have one more topic I would love to expand on and then and then we'll see we'll see what we'll see what happens but I want to re- I do want to respect your time because you're amazing okay. um I I have definitely been known to use the phrase, fake it till you make it. I have suggested it as advice to people. I have used it myself. It is uh, definitely something that, yeah, I've kind of like put on as, as like my protective armor when I don't feel so prepared for something in life. But you are suggesting that maybe rather than using the terminology, fake it till you make it, we switch it to the terminology act, as if. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious to learn, you know, what that is and how that affects, you know, the way that we look at life and look at ourselves and what we bring to the table. Yeah, I think fake it till you make it is great, right? But I think the, the problem with fake it till you make it is that then you're not in touch with your feelings around it. It's not honoring the fear that's there, you know, somehow it's like just pretend to be, you know, this way, this winner. And sometimes that would be great To switch a mindset in a moment, right? I like faith it till you make it. So that's just a little fly on words with that one. But that idea of acting as if it's that we have the power to shift our feelings by acting ourselves into a different emotional state. So it's like just by doing that footwork that you're talking about of like just doing that footwork can kind of shift an emotional state and constantly reaffirming that um, you're projecting a beneficial outcome right and so that's the part that I that I connect with does that answer I don't know if that answers it it. um yeah it does it does setting the stage for a reality that you actually want to program your mind it's the way of the ultimate manifester yeah I really know I'm I'm silent because I'm actually processing for once in my life and I'm thinking about all the times where I've I've had something thrown on my plate and I felt incredibly unprepared and I told myself, up, well, just fake it till you make it. It's worked before. But by doing so, yeah, I'm not really laying down the groundwork, like you said, to actually be able to show up and do it and to be able to use whatever that experience was again in the future. And I think, again, it's all about like honoring where you are. And so you feel the fear and you do it anyway, you know, mm-hmm. and it's acknowledging that. And it's speaking to yourself and kindness like, hey, honey, like that's how I like to get that voice going in your head. Hey honey, wow! I can see you're really scared right now. I'm with you. I get it. This is scary. This is big things. God, girl, you can do it. And it, you know, it's and it. So it, usually we call up a friend to have them be that voice to us and do that if you need to. But it's taking that and moving it here. So it's right, right here. You know, closer than your hands and feet. And I mean, that's how. um, That's how you know my relationship with my higher power is. My higher power is is it's practical. It's tangible. It's like the way I speak to myself, I think for the most part is how my something greater than me speaks to me. So I feel like we've I've closed that gap. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, I want to get there. I want to close that gap. I could speak to you all day long, but there are amazing friends oh, okay. who need your time. Um, so the last question I always ask everyone on the podcast, and to anyone from our Healthiest Hot Health community who is listening right now on Instagram Live, you guys know what's coming. And that is, what does healthy as hot mean to you? For some people, it's a feeling. For others, it might be a mantra or just an expression of thought. Just that it's, it's what's, what's happening right now. I mean, we are all acknowledging that being healthy in mind, body, and spirit is how we're going to get through this. It's how we're going to grow and not just get through this, but really take the gifts that are here for us right? So it's what, what are all the boxes in your life that you need to check? How, where are you healthy in your mind? Your relationship to something greater, your relationship with your beloveds, your relationship with your children. Like this is that time to ch- check all the parts where there might not be that health and wellness and and just take an inventory. Be gentle about it. Don't bring your type A to the table. No, Set, she can go sit somewhere else. That's what got her in, got us into some of this is that driving <laughs> that perfectionism that's not what we're talking about we're talking about a gentle inventory of what areas of your life could use more health could use more uh, love could use more attention and i think that's hot if you're gonna say yes right. spicy yeah. spicy um where can people learn more about you and just really dig deep and help support you on your journey and also reach out if they have any questions well, first off, as I mentioned, please join me in the hypnosis um, live broadcast that's happening on Sundays. Every Sunday is at 12, 12, o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time. And that's on my Instagram. So I'm at Ryan Haddon coach and I post there and then um, follow push. I have all my articles that come out at push.com. And then I have my own website, RyanHaden.com. So anything you want to know about me, how I work how I coach, how I do hypnosis, all that's there. And just reach out to me on Instagram. I love to talk to you. And thanks for having me. I'm so grateful that this happened. Um, Thank you so much. I will make sure to include all those links in the description when the podcast drops. Um, To everybody who's been hanging out with us during this conversation, some of you have been popping in and out, but some of you have actually really been here throughout the whole chat. I just want to say thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we definitely feel your good vibes. And uh, yeah, we got this, everybody. we got to stick together as a community. Yeah. And also practice soul sex. <laughs> My mom That's is watching. Totally she is freaking out. Is no, awesome. no, no, no. I swear, I was just very curious because I'm like a, like a teenager that just hit puberty most of the time, even though I'm 31. But no, I think, honestly, I just want to wrap it up. This is not going to be a podcast, but just for everyone on IG. The biggest takeaway is... I mean, it's something that I think intrinsically I knew, but it's that we got to really take care of ourselves and our relationship with ourselves and watch our thought patterns um, so that we can show up and be the best versions of ourselves, whether it's for our partners, our parents, our colleagues, our kids, so we can show up for our dreams and our goals. Like we got to tune this machine and I'm not just talking physically, I'm always talking more mentally than physically, especially at Healthy is Hot. So I think, yeah, everything that you said, just. It really expanded my mind, especially to the world of hypnotherapy. That was uh, yeah, that's brand new to me. My subconscious, ninety five percent don't forget that in check. Working for you and we're gonna make it work more for you. That's the that's the deal. It's your friend. We're just gonna like upload some new ideas. That's that's the way to look at it.
1: Okay, Instagram, period.
0: we're gonna sign off here. I'll talk to you on Bye, everyone. in just a second. But so thank you so much to everyone on IG. Appreciate you. you for having me and thanks for being here, Chloe. You are the best. Super great energy. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.